Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host. I'm Shemaine Linney. I'm an integrative health practitioner, certified nutritional therapist, iridologist, and biohacker. And I am very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day. I hope you take away some valuable information from this episode. And as always, I hope you learn. So before we go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So this week we're going to look at blue light and its effects on the circadian rhythm and hormones. A lot of people have heard of blue light, but they don't know exactly what it is or the problems behind it. I know I have spoken about blue light a lot, especially in my other podcast episodes and videos on sleep. But let's kind of get some understanding here. What is blue light? So blue light is a type of visible light that includes wavelengths in the 380 to 500 nanometer range, which is the shortest wavelength on the visible light spectrum. High energy blue wavelengths comprise about one third of all visible light. Blue light increases your alertness, which is great during the day, but obviously a problem at night and as the day goes on. So light is composed of electromagnetic radiation, which is an invisible form of energy. Our eyes interpret colors of light based on the amount of energy they contain, which I personally think is pretty awesome and it always blows my mind when I think about that we actually can't see all of the colors that are out there, which is crazy. I, not to digress, but I sometimes wonder what these other colors look like. Anyway, white light, including some light emitted by the sun, is the combination of all the colors of the visible light spectrum. And blue light is a portion of this visible light spectrum that can influence our alertness and hormone production and sleep cycles. So this wavelength of light is emitted generally through LED and fluorescent lights and then of course our electronic devices, TVs, laptops, Kindles, iPads, phones, all that fun stuff. Not a lot of people understands how blue light influences their circadian rhythm and hormones. I think people generally have a good idea that blue light's bad and it can mess with your sleep. And I think that's kind of as far as it goes. But blue light directly will affect your circadian and your hormonal rhythms. So your circadian rhythms are finely tuned 24-hour cycles that signal our bodies to carry out essential functions. And they generally coincide with our diurnal rhythms, which is the rhythms that are stimulated by light and dark cycles in the day. Um, And this includes 
serotonin production, melatonin production, cortisol production, even the sex hormones and insulin are influenced by our circadian rhythms. And light is the most important factor when it comes to rebalancing or regulating circadian rhythms. And for much of human history, these rhythms were closely aligned with the sunrise and the sunset, which would be our diurnal rhythms. Um, so the sunlight and the moon directly influence how our hormones work. But of course, with the advent of artificial light and electronics, we are being exposed to high, high and increasing amounts of light, specifically blue light before bedtime when we shouldn't be. Um, so all types of visible light can affect circadian rhythms, but blue light has the largest impact and depending on the time of the day can have the most detrimental or negative effect on our circadian rhythms and hormones. So we hopefully most of us get most of our exposure to blue light from the sun and blue light stimulates parts of the brain that make us feel alert. It stimulates, hey, it's morning, wake up, it's this time of the day and now we need to have this, this and this happen. So when you get sunlight through your eyes first thing in the morning, they go through the retina and that then pings or stimulates our master clock, which we, which we call our suprachiasmatic nucleus which then sends signals to all the other circadian clocks throughout the body. And this then helps us wake up, spike cortisol, feel alert, elevates our body temperature, elevates our heart rate, gets us up and going out the door, but also signals to the hormones. Hey, it's this time of the day, you need to release this hormone. Believe it or not, of course, a lot of women reach out to me about hormone imbalances and trying to support their hormonal profile. One of the first things, apart from making sure you get good sleep, one of the biggest players in rebalancing hormones is getting direct sunlight through your eyes early in the day. And I generally recommend that my clients and followers do not wear sunglasses until after 1 p.m. in the day. Of course, if there's a glare, if there's snow, I mean, we don't want a crash or anything to happen to you. So, I mean, use your common sense with the sunglasses if there is a glare on the snow when you're driving. But otherwise, we want to avoid sunglasses in the first kind of third of our day. Um, and during the day, this blue light not only does it stimulate these hormones and get us all up and out the door and get the kids off to school, it also then sets us up for our sleep later on that night after the sun sets, as well as improving our performance and attention. And I would go as far as saying it can even influence food choices and activity choices as the day goes on as well. And really, in some cases, make or break your mood. Um, but strategically timed exposure to blue light can help treat many 
sleep disorders, as we've seen in a lot of the research. Um, and there is a, a term, circadian rhythm disorders, which occur when a person's circadian rhythms are not in alignment with their environment. And a lot of people, and I learned this when I was doing my integrative health practitioner training, and I think I already knew it, a lot of people will say, well, I'm a night owl and I get most of my work done at night. You're not, look, you're not a night owl, you're a human being. And humans, although we all are individual, we are the same on many levels. Um, if you feel you're a night owl, it may be that you have this circadian rhythm disorder. This is circadian rhythm dysfunction. And light therapy, and blue light in particular, can help realign the body's circadian rhythms and improve this and then help you sleep better at night. One thing you do not want to do as well if you have this disorder is a lot of women especially will tell me, well, I get my second burst of energy at night. So when we have little kids or toddlers, especially in Ireland, we'll say, oh, he or she has got her second wind. She won't go to bed. So what we see happen is a lot of women will start to feel tired around 8 or 9 p.m. But they'll get the kids to bed and then they'll push through that tiredness. And because they're so exhausted when they push through the tiredness to do chores or catch up on work or whatever or they look at tv to catch up on their favorite netflix show they get their second wind their second boost of cortisol and this shouldn't be happening this is a problem so really what i tell my clients is look you don't want that second wind you want to go to bed as soon as you feel tired 8 or 9 p.m just go to bed you can do the dishes in the morning or whatever because we really want to regulate the circadian rhythm because again, apart from the other aspects of health that are tightly regulated by sleep, the hormones are a big issue, especially for women. So exposure to blue light in the hours leading up to bedtime can really impact your sleep. Blue light suppresses the body's release of melatonin, which of course is our sleep hormone. Melatonin is supposed to naturally kick in as the day goes on around 6.30 p.m. As the sun starts to set, your cortisol should be almost at its lowest and your melatonin starts to kick in so that your body can start to prepare for rest and you get the rest and digest, you get regenerate, you get your dump of human growth hormone that's needed for fat burning, you get detoxification that happens in REM sleep, you get all this good stuff. But if you interfere with this melatonin production, you don't get any of that and you don't even get the anti-inflammatory aspects of sleep either. So you wake up feeling rubbish. There is research that shows us for every 30 minutes of blue light exposure you have before bed, you suppress melatonin by up to 90 minutes. That's going to prevent you from getting into deep sleep. Deep sleep is where we get most of our fat burning happening. And that's also where we get um, the processing of inflammation and inflammatory molecules. And that then will get detoxified when we move into our REM sleep. But we also get our growth, our 
um, hypertrophy. We get growth of muscle, growth of bone, growth of brain cells, uterine lining, hair, skin, nails, the whole lot happens in deep sleep. So it's very important that you're conscious of your blue light exposure. I usually recommend around 90 minutes before bed. That's where we should have this cutoff time of we're not getting our blue light exposure. Um, So being exposed to this blue light in the evening through the TV, laptops, phones, even if you're just mindlessly online shopping on Amazon, that is influencing your brain and it tricks your brain into thinking it's still daytime. Do not produce melatonin. It's not time for sleep and you continuously do this and you disrupt your circadian rhythms. So this chronic misalignment of circadian rhythms of course leads to many negative health impacts. Not only the imbalances in hormones, the inflammation, you're not detoxifying properly. I mean, I could go on and on as many as you know, like literally you can connect the dots to everything, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, metabolic disorders. We see insulin resistance is increased after poor sleep. Um, We also see that Cellular energy, cellular function doesn't happen properly after poor sleep. Increases in cravings, increases in dehydration, like increases in hunger, the whole lot. Sleep is number one, so, so important. So being mindful of the sources of blue light and the amount of daily exposure you get each day can help reduce the negative health outcomes, which I could, again, go on and on, leading right into the cardiovascular issues, Alzheimer's, dementia, diabetes, cancer, the whole lot, like sleep is number one. So this is a very important aspect. Now, I'm, all is not negative. Like, I'm not a complete Debbie Downer. So I, I will get into kind of some workarounds um but first what what devices emit blue light many people work under artificial lights and are constantly interacting with the screens of electronic devices i have many clients who are nurses in some of the bigger hospitals in calgary but also just in dental offices and they are constantly like all day every day exposed to these really bright fluorescent and LED lights and I really see these women having a lot of issues with their sleep and their adrenals and inflammation and even dehydration because they're constantly being exposed exposed to this blue light Whereas, of course, I work for myself, so I'm in front of a computer as I need to be, but it's not all day, every day. And I work right now, I have natural light. I have a lot of natural light in my office, so I don't have the lights on. But when you're working in a hospital or in some sort of office where you're constantly under these bright lights, these white lights, 
you're not getting just evening exposure. You're also getting all day exposure, however many days a week you work. And then maybe you also come home in the evening and you're trying to unwind with some TV and whatever. So I know it all sounds negative, but I'm really just trying to educate you. And then hopefully I can give you some helpful tips because being aware of these sources of blue light can help me and you strategically time your exposure, but also find some workarounds. So we have these fluorescent lights, we have the LED lights, we have your phone, smartphones, television, computer, laptops, your tablets, your iPads, your Kindles, even video game consoles like the Nintendo Switch and the DS and anything that's going to emit blue light this is going to sound crazy but even the lighting on your dashboard in your car so um there are some things we can do though there are so i'm going to kind of like just give you some ideas on what i've done to help me mitigate some of the effects of blue light because sleep is like my top priority but many of you know as i'll do a lot of like evening master classes and I'm in front of my computer for them. Not so bad in the summertime where it's already bright out and I'm doing them around 6 or 7 p.m. But in the winter when it's dark and then I have a lot of exposure to blue light doing these free classes or my group calls or whatever and I will get a lot of inflammation. So I have to try mitigate this. So one of the easiest ways to reduce blue light exposure in the evening is to simply turn off all these sources, electronics. Like I said, I tell my clients, please avoid electronics about 90 minutes, 60 to 90 minutes before bed. So yeah, you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to classical music or whatever, because you're really trying to put yourself into that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest calming system before bed um, but you don't want to be looking at the blue light directly and there is some research that says even if you don't look not to make this even worse but the blue light just exposing your skin can affect melatonin but um, not to go too overboard with this um, do what you can so avoiding electronics, my recommendation, like I said to my clients, is listen to classical music while you're getting your bag ready for the next day or you're taking your makeup off or getting ready for bed. Um, then read. So there are, of course, you can get specific reading lights. I have an orange one that I use. You can get red ones. Um, you can use a candle, of course, but be super cautious that you don't knock it over, that you blow it out before bed. Don't leave unattended candles, especially around animals or kids. Um, my cat is very curious when it comes to candles and he will knock a candle over and burn the house down if I'm not watching. So just be really conscious of that. I also changed out all the lights in our house to incandescent lights. And you can get some really great ones in Home Depot. I got some awesome ones in, from Amazon as well. That can be great. You can get them that also they'll dim if you put on a dimmer switch. 
you can then get it to dim. I mean, candles is obviously easy for a lot of people, but you have to be careful there. So then there's also some plug-in lights that you can plug into the wall. You can get little red ones. You can get really nice ones. I have a couple that are like little teapots. And then in the evenings and in the winter, when I turn them on, so I have no lights in the house on except these, and they just, I have two or three in the kitchen and they just give off the smallest warmest amber light just enough for me to make my evening tea or make the lunches for the next day so and it's really nice and I I almost I wouldn't say almost I do feel it activate my parasympathetic nervous system they're very relaxing they're very comforting very soothing uh, of course I'm a huge Alice in Wonderland fan so of course I have little teapots but you can you can get some red ones just night lights enough to help you see where you're going and even using them at night in your bathroom if you're going to use the bathroom where you have little kids um, they can be great then of course a lot of people will have heard of blue light blocking glasses these orange or red glasses that can reduce melatonin uh, the melatonin suppressing effects of blue light so they can be great there's a lot of great brands out there uh, I believe I've listed a couple in my biohacking group on Facebook or maybe it was in a group call but there's a lot of great brands but you don't have to spend a fortune either um, there are some ones that are off Amazon that can be efficacious. It doesn't have to be the most expensive pair of blue light blockers you can find. It just needs to make a difference. Um, and then also, if I am on my computer at night, I'll use um, Night Shift or I'll use Flux, which is a free app that you can install on your computer. And that then, both of those will turn the screen orange. So mine goes pretty dark. And that way I'm not getting the blue light exposure while I'm, while I'm doing whatever work. You can put that on your laptop too. And you could then connect your laptop to the TV. So if you wanted to watch something on Netflix, as far as I know, you can't put a blue light blocker directly on the TV. Maybe there's a new app or something out, but I haven't heard of it. But what you can do is you can put Netflix on your computer and then put on Night Shift or Flux and then connect your laptop to your TV and watch Netflix that way. And the coloring will transfer into the TV. So that's one hack if you were watching Netflix or Disney Plus, just do it through your laptop and connect the laptop to the TV and all you need really is um, a cable. That's all you need. I can't even remember the name of the cable. But a HDMI. Yeah, you shouldn't have any problem connecting that way. And some computers so and TVs will connect via Bluetooth and some actually through USB. And then if you're using your phone or iPad, I think Kindle even has the option to turn on an orange background, so a night shift. So in the iPhone, you can go into display and settings and I keep this on all day, every day. Like if you looked at my phone right now and it's 2 p.m., I just have an orange screen all the time. 
Um, so if you go into your settings and then you go into display and brightness, there's an option for night shift. And then I also adjust the brightness to keep it down. Come the evening time, I completely turn my brightness down altogether. So I'm constantly trying to monitor this and do what I can. Um, and I don't generally watch TV in the evenings, but maybe once a week my kids or my husband might want to watch a movie. I never last the whole movie unless I'm in the cinema, but at that we will have like all the lights. So we try as much as possible to do it through the laptop. Uh, I try to time it so that, well, at least I've got an hour or half an hour before bed where I'm not having any exposure to blue lights. I still will do my evening routine. Again, this might be once a week, once every two weeks, but the majority of the time I'm doing all these, this other mitigating work to help offset the damaging effects of the blue light. Um, so let me see, did I cover everything? You can swap out your house lights, which is not actually too expensive. Um, obviously easy to do. I think, and if you do this, let me know. I think the body obviously aligns more with these warmer lights in the evening and you can feel the difference when you have these warmer comforting lights on in the evenings that even if you've had a stressful day it does push you into that more peaceful parasympathetic nervous system state like I really feel the difference even just turning one of those lights on now it's like after a while, your body, your senses recognize the change in lighting, which is obviously what I've been speaking about through this whole episode. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any tips or tricks about mitigating blue light, please let me know. Um, you guys at this stage, I think, know you can reach out to me through my website, shemainsmodelhealth.com, Facebook, Instagram. You can also leave a comment on whatever platform you listen to the podcasts on probably best to reach out to me through Facebook or my website because I don't always have time to go through all the different podcast platforms and as you know there's a lot of them but I hope you found this helpful please share with anyone you think may benefit from this if you haven't already I would love a like and subscribe and if you really think I deserve it I would very much appreciate a review. The reviews help podcasts reach more people. And I think in this day and age, we all want to help each other just improve our health as much as possible. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'll chat to you guys real soon. Bye-bye.